Amen. Thank you, worship team. You can be seated. You know, I got to say that uh, reading scripture, reading God's word, with music like that is very powerful, isn't it? Like you feel something, don't you? Don't you? Amen. Y'all give me just a second. Forgot my password. Sorry. <laughs> I know, that's what happens to me sometimes. You know, uh, we're in the middle of a sermon, actually not in the middle, we're at the end of a sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. And so we've talked each week about, well, week one was our Father in Heaven, right? Our Father in Heaven where we must connect relationally with God. Like, He desires that. Hallowed be thy name. We, we worship his name. It's, it's personal relationship with him. Your, your kingdom come, your, your will be done. His will over ours. Give us this day our daily bread. And we looked at Elijah and we saw the power of prayer and petition. We saw the power of praying and asking. Right? Forgive us our debts as, as we forgive our debtors. And John Hewitt, I love that, that message last week. It was, he talked about you know, for confession and, and forgiveness. And he used this amazing analogy of these, these firefighters that were caught in a fire. I think they were firefighters. There were people in the woods that were caught in a wildfire. And so what they did, it was there's nothing they could do. The only thing they had was a lighter. Isn't that great? It's like, man, I'm in a wildfire and I got a lighter. That's all I got. It's like, but they burned out. A space. They burned out a space. And as it was burned, they got in the middle of it. And as the fire came racing forward, they stood in their burned out space. And he asked us, is Jesus your burned out space? This week, we're going to talk, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And I want to say this, that you know, Linda, I love what Linda just said. She said, no temptation's fun. No, it's not temptation unless it's fun, right? Is that what she said? It's not sin unless it's fun. That's it. But, but lead us not into temptation. And as I, as I got into this, I'm going to tell you, you could, you could do a three-month sermon series on just this. Just this. So I did some research this week. And before I say any of this, I want to say that temptation is my number one struggle. Number one struggle. So anything you hear from me today, I am literally preaching to myself. All right? But the Barna Group did this study. And they did a study on temptation. It's a, Barna Group, by the way, is a national polling firm. They're, they're a Christian-based polling firm. And, and, and if you start, if you really start, if you watch the news, sometimes you'll see where the Barna Group is, is referenced. They're a very reputable organization. 
and they did a, a study on exploring temptation, and they found that men, get this, and women in all the categories were within a few percentage points of temptation in all categories except one. What do you think that one was? Come on, say it out. I know y'all in church, you don't think you, can, you need to say it. Pornography. Pornography, all right? Men had a little bit higher issue with dealing with porn than women, all right? But check this out. uh, Procrastination, anger, overeating, look at this, obviously pornography, social media, drugs, alcohol, lying, cheating, inappropriate relationships, anger. These were just a few of the topics that that they studied. And you know what they found out? 59% of Americans do nothing to resist temptation. Do nothing to resist temptation. And when I read that, I was like, what is wrong with these people? And then I was like, whoa, there's some days that's me. And so I realized that if, if they had called me and if I were honest, man, I'd have been somewhere caught up in there. And it stung. I mean, it, it, it hurt a little bit, especially when I was preparing a message on, you know, on temptation. Check, check these stats out. Those that took, I mean, those of that 59%, 4% of them took preventative measures against temptation. Seven, or 12% said they used reason and reminders, Okay. focused on something else, 5% exercised, 4% called someone, 3% used willpower, and 2% depended on God. 2% depended on God. 7% said they even only, listen, 7% considered the consequences. These are, this is fact. There's nothing, I mean, this is, this is fact. So my, my question to myself when I look at this is I go, wow, am I part of the 2% all the time? Am I dependent on God all the time in this? No, I don't. I'm telling you, I'm human. I step away and I'm like, dude, I got this. I got this. It's all me. I can handle this. And I crash and burn. And I do consider the consequences sometimes. I read some quotes this week because the thing that kept hitting me was, whoa, temptation is bigger than I, than like, it's bigger than what I, than what I thought. It's so much bigger and it is powerful. Temptation is powerful and it is in my life 24-7 in every decision that I make, I feel tempted. And I want you to know that. I want you to know, I want you to understand that I'm not up here pre- preaching to you. I'm just sharing what I struggle with and what God's word says about it. But temptation's powerful. Some quotes I read this week, I love like people that say stupid stuff. <laughs> not that this is stupid, but you know, s- some of the anonymous quotes said, it's easier to avoid temptation than to, than to resist it. Next, the devil doesn't come dressed in a red cape with pointy horns. He comes as everything you ever wished for. 
temporary happiness isn't worth long-term pain. And C.S. Lewis says this. He said, only those who try to resist temptation know how strong it is. Mark Twain, there's a charm about the forbidden that makes it unspeakably desirable. Mae West, y'all know Mae West? Anybody ever heard of Mae West? Mae West says this, when women go wrong, men go right after them. (laughs) Will Rogers, Will Rogers, the road to success is dotted with many tempting parking places. Y'all, I had to think about that for a little bit too, but it'll, see the road, and where you're going, you know, there's parking places, right? They're tempting. I thought that was really funny. Next time I preach this sermon, I'll take that line out. <laughs> Lawrence Peter, check this out. Lawrence Peter said this, the problem with temptation is that you may not get another chance. You may not get another chance. You ever feel like that? Oh, man, I do. And y'all who have your wife sitting next to you, you like probably just raise a little finger because you know you would have said it if they weren't here, wouldn't you? You'd have been like, yeah, man, I feel that temptation sometimes, but, you know, dude, my wife's here. But look, I, I, there's a band called the Drive-By Truckers. Love the truckers. Love them. And they have a song, and it, uh, it says this, you know the bottle ain't to blame, and I ain't trying to. It don't let you do a thing. It, it don't make you do a thing. It just lets you. The bottle ain't to blame, and I ain't trying to. It don't make you do a thing. It just lets you. Take me piece by piece till there ain't nothing left worth taking away from me. You ever feel that way? Gospel by the truckers? You know you do. And I pray that they listen to this message one day. Take me piece by piece till there ain't nothing left worth taking away from me. You see, temptation is powerful and it can leave you feeling done, right? Empty. If we're honest, can leave you feeling kind of gross, kind of nasty, like, ugh. When I wake up tomorrow, I won't feel this way, right? And I need you to hear this, okay? I need you to hear this. The temptation, look, any any young people that are in here today, I, I, I need you to hear what I'm about to say. Temptation is not a sin. There is nothing about temptation that is sinful. What is sinful, hear this, is stepping into temptation. Temptation is not a sin. If temptation were a sin, well, Jesus was tempted, and we know Jesus lived without sin. And the thing is, like, like, I hear people say this all the time. Man, dude, I fell into temptation. Man, Kellum, I, I, I fell in, man, I messed up. I, I fell into temptation. And I, myself, have said, "Woo, man, I fell into temptation. But I'm here to tell you, you didn't fall into temptation. You stepped into it. You chose, I chose to step into temptation. Powerful, didn't it? It's powerful. There's a pattern to it. You know, if you go back and you, and you, and you look at the story of Adam and Eve, the, the Satan, the serpent, right, Satan, said, hey, Eve, Eve, have you considered this? Like, he didn't say, Eve, man, run over there, get that apple, it's going to be awesome, and then you're going to, like, 
really be bummed out. He didn't say that. He didn't say, hey, you know, go, go, go do this. He said, hey, 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 have you considered? You thought about it? See, there's a pattern. There's a pattern to this sin. We are first confronted with it, right? We're first confronted with the sin. And, and I told I, my wife, Polly, I said, I, I, I really wanted to do, like, I, I, I'm a props guy. Like, I, you know, like, like, I learned by stupid, stupid, stupid examples. And I thought this week, I asked Polly yesterday, I said, is there any way I could get, like, you know, how many kids we got in here? Yeah, earmuffs. <laughs> is there any way I could get, like, a naked Barbie and put it on a fishing line and a dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill and put it on a fishing line or, and you just keep going, and then and just dangle it out in front of y'all? See, I, I get that. I love fishing. But that's me. Dang, it, it's like a cat just dangled in front of me all the time. She freaked out when I said naked Barbie were on the ride, ride home last night. She's like, no, there's kids in there. I was like, but everybody here gets it, don't they? We get it. See, and there's, there's consequences. When we fall to this, when we, look, let's, let's be real. When we, when we choose to have relations out of wedlock, Right? There's consequences. But they're, 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 like, we don't think about it. When we, when we fall to, when we do these things, when we, when we struggle with porn, when we talk about people, you fill in the blank, there are consequences. And one of the consequences, listen, for sleeping around, is that one day, God willing, if you get married, you're going to carry that with you. You're going to be with your wife or your husband. And you're going to have these little thoughts in your head that are from Satan because he hates marriage. See, there's consequences. There's a pattern. And then there's consequences for stepping into it. And I love the way that, you know, if you struggle with getting drunk, listen, don't go to the Grove during football season. Right? If you struggle with gossiping, stay away from the group of women or men that get you to start gossiping. It's like, you know, my grandmother used to tell me these really simple pearls, you know, that I would like, you know, it's it's like, hey, don't spend more money than you got. You know? Okay. Don't go to the Grove and get lit if you've got a problem with alcohol. Don't put yourself in that situation. It could be any, not just the Grove. I'm just a massive old Miss fan, and that's how I think. Because it's dangled in front of you, and there's only so much dangling in front of you that you can take. You're going to fall. And then you get this guilt, don't you? Don't y'all love the, you know, how we're always like, we'll get it, and then it's like, oh, man, then you feel so dull, and you're like blue for a, however long, and you're like, I'm never going to do it again, Lord. I'll never do it again. If you'll just, if you'll just, and I'm never going to do it again, and then, you feel good for a little bit, and then you crash and burn again. Crash and burn again, don't you? Take me piece by piece till there ain't nothing left worth taking away from me. See, these lies, lives have been ruined. Men and women have taken their own life because of the consequences of temptation. That hurts a little bit, doesn't it? That hurts. 
I love, you know, King David. We talk about King David a lot, you know, working with a ministry called Heart of David. He is our, he is our role model. And I love, I pray this every morning of my life, and y'all have heard this before, Psalm 19, 13. Forgive me, Lord, for my willful sins. May they not rule over me. Forgive me for my willful. God, when, when that carrot is dangling in front of me, Lord, and I know you're going, nope, I've given you a way out. No, 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 no. Lord, and I step into it. I'm sorry, please forgive me. King David prayed that. I pray that every morning of my life. I want you. Because you know what? You cannot escape temptation. I cannot escape temptation. I can escape stepping into it. How? How? You know Jesus said, God tells you he's going to give you a way out. Well, what does that mean, Chris? Uh, I'm going to give you a way out. Well, hold on. First, First Corinthians 10, 13 says, and God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. And when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out. Get this, so you can stand under it. So you can stand under it. So you can stand firm. The, the way out that he's talking about is Jesus. And he's saying you can stand firm underneath that. Stand firm. If you have your Bibles today, I want you to turn to Matthew three sixteen. So... What we're going to talk about is Jesus was, Satan took Jesus, right? And he was in the desert and he was tempted, right? It was when Jesus was being tempted. So check this out. As soon as Jesus was baptized, okay, John baptized Jesus. As soon as he was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And the voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. With him I am well pleased. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You the man, right? Jesus, you are awesome. You are my son. I mean, I, I'm so happy with you. I'm so happy with you, Jesus. Follow me. I know you're on this mountaintop experience, Jesus. I know you've just experienced something that your, your mind and you're, you're so excited about and you've come back from whatever, like you're fired up. You're on a mountaintop experience. You feel me like never before, but you know what? Follow me. Follow me. What's the next word? Verse one, four one, what's the next word? Then. then. Turn to your neighbor and say then. All right, turn to your neighbor and shout then. Then. Thank you. Look, so then as in any time, you know, you got to pay attention to that word. It's so simple for us to just read over there. Then at that point, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by Satan. Now, look, I want to be real clear on this real quick. Don't you know Jesus had to be like, whoa, 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 hold up. I thought you loved me. I thought I, I, I thought I was the man. I thought you were happy with me. And, and he was like, come on, I'm taking you to the desert. You see, we read in James, in James 1.13, it says this. 
James 1, 13 and 14, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Now, when you read that and you read what we just said, he was led by the spirit, it can, that, that can, that can trip you out a little bit, right? But you got to pay attention to the details. Listen, then Jesus was led by the spirit, where? Into the desert, into the desert, See, God wasn't doing the tempting. Satan is the tempter. What God was doing was God was taking Jesus through the desert. Now, why? Why does he take us through the desert? What Jesus is talking about, what, what, right here, Deuteronomy 8, that we're going to see in a minute, Jesus kept going back to Deuteronomy 8. What's Deuteronomy 8? Well, that's when the Israelites were in the desert. God had the Israelites in the desert for 40 years. 40 years. And here's what's kind of cool, right? You would think that that's like, man, trying to walk from here to Alaska. No, the actual walking distance that they had to get to the promised land was about five days. But yet they kicked it around this one little spot for 40 years. Think about that. It says this. God took, it says the the tempter. We see right there in verse three that the tempter is who tempted him. So look, God takes us. He takes us right? Lead us not into temptation. You, listen, do not allow us, this is the translation, to be led into, big, big, big difference here, into temptation. God will take you, he will take me, and he will give us trials, and he will give us tests. Why? Because he wants to make you holy. What, what does that mean in Scripture when it says that I'm holy and you are? God is setting you apart. He sees you as special. And he is testing you to strengthen you, to give you courage. The, the, the Lord's Prayer is not, it doesn't teach you to go against God's sovereignty, right? His guidance. It teaches you to pray that temptation, as I said, doesn't take you, that it's not into, it doesn't take you in. And why does Satan want to take you in? Because he builds a wall that separates us. Think about this. Think, think, look, when you, when you, if you're tempted, right? Let's say you get up in that morning and you're, you're, you know, you're reading and you feel you're all into God's word and then you crash and burn, do something stupid because you're tempted. How, do, how does that make you feel? I mean, really, how does it make you feel? Because for me, I'll tell you how I feel. I feel like, ooh, man, I, I tell you what, I don't, I don't really need to approach God right now because I don't need to ask for anything because, man, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just not there. I'm just not worthy. You feel like that? Yeah, we all feel like that. But see, God takes us through trials, and how do I know this? Because Romans 8.28 says, says what? In all things, listen, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In Proverbs 20, I think it's 20, 24, Teddy talks about this all the time. The Lord directs our steps. So see, we know God will lead us into hard times, but it's for him. It's to better us. My, my, my son, when he was little, he would crawl up on the couch. And I, he was always on the top. I, I was like, hey, dude, get off the couch. Get out, you, man, you're going to tear up the couch. It's a tile floor. You're going to get hurt. And he wouldn't do it. So one day, I let him crawl up there. I just didn't say anything. And he fell off. He was little. He's tiny. And he fell off the back of that, and he hit that tile floor. And he, he looked up. At, I'll, I'll never forget it. 
the, he looked up at me like, why didn't you grab me, Dad? What is wrong with you? He didn't get back on the couch again like that. See, I love him more than anything, but I allowed him to have a trial so he'd learn. Tore everything else up in the house, but... And if you go through this, let's start with verse 3. The, the tempter came to him and said, if you're my son, I mean, if, if, I'm sorry. The tempter came to him and said, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not, does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it's also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, again, Satan took him to the very high mountain, to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their splendor. And he says, all this I'll give to you, If you bow down and worship me, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. It is written. It is written. What did Jesus do? What's the pattern? He went back to the word. It is written. It is written. Check this out. Look at verse 8. Again, again, the devil took him to the very high mountain, took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says this, all this I'll give you if you bow down and worship me. Like, that's a huge statement, y'all. That is a huge statement. Why? Here, here's why. Here, here's why. Jesus is going to get that anyway. That's why, that, that is why he was sent to earth right? He was going to get that anyway. But what Satan was doing, hey man, listen, Jesus, you got a hard road ahead of you, man. You got a tough time coming your way, bro. Why don't, how about this? Why don't you just follow me? You're going to get the same thing. Let's just take a shortcut. Let's just take a shortcut. You're going to get the exact same thing. And you're tired and you're hungry. He said he had been fasting for 40 days. Man, I can't imagine what I'd be like. My goodness, I can't, I'll be in 40 minutes, if I was to your heel, my stomach would be growling so much, I'd have to hide the mic. And I, and I start shaking. I freak out. I'm telling you. I don't, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm telling you, like, he was, hunt, he was human. He was experiencing the same thing. And God was, I mean, and, and Satan was saying, listen, I'll give it to you, and you don't have to go through all this stuff. And he says it to me. Hey, listen, Chris, I, I know there's places that, that you want to get. Hey, I, there's a business that deal that, 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 that you got coming. And you know what? If you just do this, you're going to get the same thing. You just bypass it a little bit. Just, just do this. Let me just dangle that carrot out in front of you. Let me just dangle that carrot. See, that's what he does. Is he saying it to you? Away from me, Satan. You notice the exclamation mark there? I love that. Jesus, like, away from me, Satan. Away from me, Satan. It says, then the devil took him. 
or th- then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended him. Listen, then at that point, after he had, after he had gone back to the Word and back to the Word, and in his weakest, I mean, think about how weak he was, but he had the strength of Scripture. Then, as in at that point, Satan left. And in Luke, check this out, in Luke it says, and Satan left until an opportune time. Until an opportune time. So why did Jesus have to be tempted? Why? Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says this, For we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that you may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? It means that in those temptations, you're not alone. It means that you have a Savior that has literally experienced what you experienced. Do y'all understand? That is huge. That is huge because we're so guilty of sitting there thinking that, oh my gosh, man, like, he doesn't get it. He wouldn't get the dirt and the filth that's in me. He wouldn't get what it feels like to be tempted by this hot chick. He wouldn't get what it, what it feels like to be tempted by these dollars. He doesn't understand that like this guy over here is paying me attention and my husband's not, but I'm going to go this way. He, he, he wouldn't get that. Yes, he does. He gets it. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with. He's been there and he gets it. And that is remarkably huge. And I want you to get it. I, I, I want you to understand this. There is a way out of this temptation. I hear it all the time. John Hugh hears it all the time. The things that we hear hurt. And you just want to say, it is written. So how? How? I'm going to give you, look, I'm about about to sum this up real quick. There's five things. Five things I want, I want you to leave with today. If you've got a pen, if you've got a phone, pull out, write these five things down. It's just so simple. It's so simple. But look, it says this. This is what I say. Don't be part of the 59%. Accept it. Accept it. Accept that temptation is like a problem. Number two, have a plan. What do you mean, Chris? Have a plan. Take preventative measures to identify the areas of weakness in your life. Amy read earlier, Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray that you do not enter into temptation. 1 Peter 5, 8, it's a, he says, watch and, and, and be alert. Be alert. Are you watching for temptation? At the time of temptation, check this out. Listen, listen, y'all. I have had so many times where temptation hits me in the face and I'm like, you know what, let's talk about this for a little while. Let, have, uh, grab a seat. You know, let's, let's debate this thing. And I've never won. Is it 2 Timothy, I think, 2, 2, something? It says, flee from temptation. Flee from it. As in, get away from it. When you go to a party, if y'all don't want to be partying, those of you in high school and college, if you don't want to be partying, if you don't want to hook up, when it, 
when it happens, when you provide, when, when you get the opportunity, don't sit there and go, well, baby, man, you're looking right. Come on. You know, don't spend time with her. If the guy's looking good and you don't want, don't step away, flee from it. Because it is written. I got a buddy of mine, real quick. I got a buddy of mine that, um, Tyson Lee. You guys know Tyson Lee? Remember he was a quarterback at State? Y'all, y'all know him? Well, he's, 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 uh, he's a part of this HOD ministry that we have or, and with Ignite. And he was, this guy was an SEC quarterback, right? He was on ESPN every single week. And he told me one time, he said, um, he said Chris, listen, man, my weakness, I was an SEC quarterback, right? My weakness is women. And then I met my wife and I got married. But I had all this stuff in my head. And I still struggle with like lusting after women. But then he said this. He said, so I started praying to God, God, help me see her the way you see her. Let me see her through your eyes. And he said when, now when he would start seeing these women, he would do two things. One, and I love this, he said he would thank God for her beauty. Thank the Lord for her beauty. And then he would pray, and God, let me see her beauty the way you see it. And he said it radically changed his life. It saved, get this, saved his marriage because now every time he would pray that, he'd feel strong because God would take that temptation away. And he stopped putting himself in the situation. Accept it. Have a plan. Stay focused. Listen, Y'all, I was driving down the road not long ago, and uh, I got, to a, I got to, a, um, to a little stop sign on Northside Drive, and my phone was sitting right here on the console, right? And I took off, and there was a text. I got a text message right here. And there was a house. They were building those two houses right there on Northside Drive, and there were two workers that were sitting on the road like this eating. I mean, I'm right there. I get a text, and I look down. And when I looked down, all I did, I didn't grab my phone, I didn't pick it up. I just glanced at it. And when I looked back up, I was about this far away from running over those two people. And they, they couldn't get out of the way. And I jerked. And tears came to my eyes because I realized how close I came to killing two people because I lost focus. I lost focus. And see, that's, that's us in our lives. Stay focused. Keep your eye on the road. Get in, number four, get in God's word daily. Daily. Get in God's word daily. It's what Jesus did. It is written. Let that be your sword. And then number five, listen, listen. Start your day praising God for the victories. Start your day praising God for the victories. What do you mean, Chris? Well, if you're like wanting to go do X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, if you're tempted and, you, and God pulls you away from that, he gives you the strength on, or, or you claim the strength and you get away from that, and write it down, put it in your phone, do something. But celebrate the victories. Accept it. Have a plan. Stay focused. Read God's word. Listen, celebrate the victories. Luke 4, 14 tells us that right after this, Jesus returned. Get this. Before I say this, he hadn't eaten. He was tired. 
He'd been facing all this temptation. But he opened up God's word. And it says in Luke 4, 14, he returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, standing strong. Because it is written. You've got that power. You have that power. You have access to that power. And all you have to do is claim it. It is written. Do you believe it? Amen. Lord God, we thank you for today. Father, you are good. You are gracious. You are kind. You are loving. And God, we praise you and we thank you for giving us a way out of temptation. Lord, your love is beyond measure. We thank you for that. God, I thank you that you don't see us the way that we see ourselves. That when you see us, you see the righteousness of Jesus. Father, you give us strength to resist temptation. And I pray for each person here, Lord, that they will cling to that. God, we ask less of us and more of you. Amen.